Today, we're going to talk about four words, four words. And uh, before I talk about the four words, do remember the people who are traveling for the Thanksgiving holidays because uh, we're part of a larger family, uh, all Christians, and, and also we want to pray for the world because we don't want um, Satan to snuff people out before they have an opportunity to be saved. But the people that's in our body are traveling too. Um, we have Fred and Sue. They'll be gone for three weeks. We have, um, I think, uh, Jerry. He's in Cleveland for Thanksgiving. Well, a lot of people traveling. So uh, make sure that you keep them in prayer. And if you're traveling, make sure you let somebody know so we can keep you in prayer also. The three, the, we're going to talk about four words. First word we're going to talk about is knowledge. We're going to talk about wisdom. We're going to talk about peace. And we're going to talk about vision. Knowledge. Wisdom, peace, and vision. Let's start with, the, with uh, just the word knowledge. We want to go to the scripture and see what God says about uh, knowledge because we want to know God more. And everything starts with God. I'm going to try to make application to each of those words to our individual lives because we're coming on a a holiday that you're going to be uh, feasting around uh, around the table, a lot of times with relatives you haven't seen in a while, and sometimes things get a little sticky, you know, sometimes. So we want to uh, apply some of the the, the words today to that. We're going to go to uh, 2 Peter, and we're going to look there because the first knowledge we're going to have to have is of God. If we don't know God, you can forget it. Okay, we, we, we have lost it. We, we, we're not on the right track at all. And in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, if we look in verse 2, it says that grace and peace be multiplied to you. This word, Greek word, in, is, is really by or through, or could mean in, the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. God wants us to know him. He cares for you. He cares for us. God cares enough that he wants us to know him. He said, I want you to, it's not one of these uh, head knowledges. It's a it's spiritual knowledge. It's a knowledge where we, we, we uh, interact with him. It's an intimacy with him. We uh, read about his word. We, we uh, uh, sense to the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit will, will uh, show us some things as we're doing things and as we're saying things to remind us, okay, now, now I want you to adjust this a little bit because God is not that way. Look in the scripture right here. And, and we just start interacting and through experience, we get to know God more and more. It's very important. Then it says in verse 3, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who have called us by his own glory and excellence. So it's still through the knowledge of God. God wants us to know him because he cares. God cares enough for us to know him. We should care enough for him to get to know him, shouldn't we? We want to know him more and more. We want to know him better and better. We want to know God more. Now, that's one type. That's knowing God. Let's go over to Proverbs. That's a wisdom book here. Chapter 1, let's look there. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it's going to tell us a little something there about God. Because we want to know God, we, we want knowledge. We really do. And it says in verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of knowledge. It says that fools despise wisdom and instruction by fools. It's a foolish person who is a naive person. It's a person who's void of a moral uh, responsibility. Uh, they, uh, they are gullible. They are easily led astray. Uh, that's a foolish person. And, and so Proverbs, God tried to help us there. He's helping us. Uh, you know, I care enough for you to, sh- to, to share with you about who I am. The reverence of the Lord is the beginning of it. And also, it's the principal part of knowledge also. 
the principal part. It's the essence. And if you had to put, uh, put a theme on Proverbs, this will be it. This will be it. That knowledge, the, the reverence of, of God, is the beginning of knowledge. You know, some other places say the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of everything. It's the essence of everything about God. If you reverence God, we got to know him. We got to know him. Now, you see, yes, I, I understand what you're saying, that yes, I, I need to know God. Yes, I need to, you know, uh, reverence him. It's still about God. What about how do we apply that to our lives? How do we really apply it? Well, if you move from Godward, it has to go to every relationship that you have. Every relationship. Let's, let's go to your husband and wife relationship. That's a good one. Uh, that, that, we can go to uh, Peter. Let's look at Peter. Uh, chapter, first Peter chapter 1. Uh, let's go to chapter, chapter 3, verse 7. Let's go there. First Peter. It'll tell us a little bit about knowledge there, too, because we're still on, on the subject of knowledge. We, we need to know. Do we need to know one another as, as mates, husband and wife? Do we need to know each other? We need to know one another. Very important. Do we need to know each other as a family, children and, and, and parents? The parents need to know the children. The children need to know the parents. You need to know how they think. Is that correct? You need to know their love language, shouldn't you? How do, they, how do they really sense your love? Just because you provide for them? You know, they, they, they fall in those categories of uh, the five love languages also. So uh, that's beginning. So how do you tell whether their love language is really acts of service, touch, or what? You might be a type of person who, oh, you, you grew, up, grew up where your parents never did touch you. They never hugged you. They never... Uh, gave you words of affirmation, but theirs might be words of affirmation. And if you're not speaking their love language, sometimes they don't sense your love even though you do love them. Is that true? Okay. Husband and wife situation is no different. We're in chapter 3 of 1 Peter. We're over in verse 7. And it says, you husband in the same way, and in the same way it talked about in verse one of chapter three in the same way it talked about Jesus it goes back to 2.13 and it talks about Jesus, how Jesus was. In the same way, it says, husbands, live with your wives according to knowledge, the King James Version says, according to knowledge. Now, the, the New American Standard would say understanding, which is the same thing as practical knowledge. Understanding is practical knowledge. You have to, you have to practice knowing your wife, don't you? Because if you don't practice knowing your wife, then you're going to make some mistakes. They're going to get you in the doghouse. Guaranteed. You say, you don't want to go there. You want to know your wife. You want to know how she thinks. Some, some women, they're not, they don't care whether you know their, their clothes size or not. But some do. See, how, how's your mate? You have to know that. And in the same way, wives, you need to know your husband's. You need to know them. These are just practical things. How about sisters, siblings, sisters and sisters, sisters and brothers? Do you supposed to know each other? Yeah. You're supposed to know each other. Because if you don't know each other, you can offend one another. And this Thanksgiving, you're allowed to be around the table to a relative you haven't seen in a while. Uh, do you know their love language? Well, no, I don't care. Well, you know, you might, you might want to care, you know. You know, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing sometimes we don't really have the understanding um, that we need to have as a Christian because we have to realize that even though you come in contact with this person maybe once or twice a year, um, they're going through problems. They're going through situations. And you have to know what to say, how to say it, when to say it sometimes. It's knowledge. We've got to know one another. We really do. Let's go to another scripture. Now, I like this one. I really like this one. But it's not one that you probably like, okay? It's okay. We're going somewhere with it. First Thessalonians, let's look there. And we're going to look at five, uh, chapter 5 and uh, probably 12. 
It's a good one. It is a good one. Now, I know you know that in your, let's, let's, let's take it from your home and take it to your occupation because most of you, uh, one in the household would, would probably work. And so you need to know your employer. If you are an employer, you need to know your employees. And you might be both. You might be an employer and an employee. Or you might be a supervisor or manager over people, but you also have a supervisor. You need to know how to get the best out of your employees. And the employees needs to know how to um, encourage your employer. It's not, it's not very good to let your employer know that you don't care about them because God cares about them, doesn't he? It's not good for you to let your employees know that you don't care about them. And so you'll work them till they die and you roll them over to the side and get somebody else. They don't, they don't appreciate that. They want to know that you care about them. It's all about God caring. Now, in verse 12, I'm sure you read it by now, it says, but we request of you, brethren, that you know those who, that's in King James, those who labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction. Now, that's a scripture that probably no one has highlighted in their Bible. All but me, okay? Um, it, tells, it tells me that I need to be like God in that I care for those who God has given me the responsibility as an under-shepherd of his, he's a chief shepherd, to care for his flock. Let's put it another way, his bride. God is not very pleased if I don't care about his bride. Do you believe that? Right. You wouldn't care about a person who didn't care about your bride. Right? So God cares about all leaders because everyone leads in some form or fashion, don't they? I hope that you lead in your home. I hope we have some leadership in our homes. I hope that the children have leaders. I hope that the children, if they're in school, they have a teacher, they have principals, they have superintendents, they have leaders. In society, we have leaders. We have leaders everywhere. It says that we're supposed to know those who diligently labor among us. This knowing is an act of your will. It's an act of your will. You have to choose to get to know Sam, John, and by the way, pray for John because uh, he's, he was sick. He was over my house and ate too much. He got sick. And uh, no, I was just kidding. He was, he was really sick yesterday, uh, last night. And he had to, uh, uh, I didn't know it. And he called me this morning. So be praying for, for John. Uh, Dadio, he's one of the elders of, of the church. And, and uh, I said, John, you were sitting beside me. You, you, if you get me sick, you know, <laughs> I said, I'm not going to get sick, though. I don't believe in catching anything from anybody. So, anyway, I spoke it, but um, y'all be praying for Elder John because he is, um, he's caught something, okay? And we don't want him to, to get bad off. We want him to get better. We need to know him. We need to know Sam. We need to know them. You need to know me. Because if you don't know me, if you don't know Sam, you don't know John, you don't know Chad, what you, what, what's going to happen is the same way it would happen if you don't know your mate. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to suspect something going to be happening when something might not be happening. You're going you're gonna to doubt them. You're going to uh, be always questioning them. 
you're going to be doing a lot of things just because you don't know them. How many people speak unscriptural things about God because they don't know God? Come on. You know they do. Especially out in, in the world. They'll say, say things. You say, that's not my God. Come on. And in the church, it's the same way. We have people that don't know God in the church, and so therefore, they'll say things about God, and it's not true. It's unscriptural. Okay? You need to know God. You need to know your mate. You need to know your uh, siblings. You need to know each other. You need to know your employer. You need to, employ your, need to know your employees. You need to know your leaders. Your leaders need to know you. I try to make it a point to try to get to know you. Because I want, to, uh, I want to care for you in a better way than I would if I didn't even know you. So I try to get to know you. Ask you a question about yourself. I do things. Let me help some of the new ones who maybe don't know me. And then some of the old ones who maybe um, never got an opportunity to get to know me. And I'm going to tell you f- um, about five things that's going to help you. Okay. Uh, these are what I call five values that I value. Now, I value more things than five, but these are the top five values as far as knowing me is concerned. Number one is that I believe that the most important thing is intimacy with Jesus Christ. I believe it. And if you don't know that, you really don't know me. Because I'm going to be encouraging you, and I've been doing it ever since I knew that it was important to have intimacy with God. I didn't know it was important until uh, I came to this church. You know, I, I didn't know, and I got, ch- I got saved in the church, so I didn't know. Um, but so ever since I, I, I found out, I wanted to share it because God all the way through his word, from Genesis to Revelation, the most important thing is him. It is. It is. And you say, well, how can God think he's the most important? (laughs) You better read the Bible. You know, (laughs) he's the creator. You know, no beginning, no end. He is nobody else. God, he's the most important, and he cares about his glory. So the most important thing is intimacy with him. I cannot have a relationship with Minerva that is any form and fashion that's going to be um, good if I don't have intimacy with Jesus Christ. Guaranteed. Ask her. I tried it. It doesn't work. Because all she's going to get is a lot of me. Flesh. Come on. And, and, and anybody else that's married, if you don't have intimacy with Jesus Christ and you're not changing every day to be more like him, your mate's going to get flesh. Really? Because you're going to be walking in it. You can't walk in the spirit. Your relatives will be the same way. That's why doing Thanksgiving and things like that, uh, things are not so... They, they don't speak to each other at the table. They, they, you know, and, and, but when you're on the way, you say, look, just be civil. Just be civil. You know? You don't have to like them. Just, just you know, just don't make them mad and, and start something this year. You know? See, if you were working all year to change, to be more like Christ, it wouldn't be about you. You see? I'm telling you, it goes on now. And you know, it's just true. It goes on. I, I, asked, the, I asked the elders and the wives last night, I asked a question. I said, well, suppose we, we had a big house. I mean, a big, gigantic house. You've seen these houses. I mean, it has 16 rooms. and I mean, I mean it just has rooms, rooms everywhere, you know. Uh, I said it had four master suites with bathrooms in it. And then about 16, you know, uh, other bedrooms and things like that. Um, and would you bring some of the body of Christ to live with you? That was a question. You know, would you do that? You know, 
They said, well, it, we had, you know, apartments in the basement, apartments over here. No, 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 no apartments. Everybody got to use the same kitchen, same living room. The only retrieve you have is your bedroom. How long do you think you can last? Huh? These are elders now, okay? I'm one of them. I'm one of them. And, and if I asked you that question, you know you'll say, no way. No way, you know? Maybe if it were a time where uh, they bombed Lynchburg, you know, and we, <laughs> we had no other choice, you know. And some of you live with family, and uh, they used to do that a long time ago. The Diane Frank, but he said, oh, I, I told them, they said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. That was doing persecution. They had to do that. You know, they had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't do that. None of you could either, probably. And, and, and you, you know, when you have to have a relative to come live with you, your mother, your father, whatever, because they get older, God tells you to take care of them. Uh, but you know sometimes it sends you through some changes. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that we have to be changed to be more like Christ because intimacy with him is most important. That's the only thing that's going to get some changing. You stay out of this word and you find out how much change you're going to get. It's not going to happen. That's number one. Number two is that, <laughs> oh, my goodness, the word of God is the standard, period. You know, it's on, it's on our website. Yeah. It's on our website. You know, when we're talking about discipleship, whatever, it's up there. The word of God is the standard. If you don't, if you don't know that about me, then you're going to not be, you, you probably get, you probably or make some mistakes in judgment about me because you as you'll say something like, "Well, oh, do you really believe in the word? That the word is true in this area." You wouldn't even ask that question if you knew that the word of God is the standard. You hear what I'm saying? You wouldn't ask that question because the word of God is the standard. Now, does it mean I obey everything in the word? No. It just means that. I believe it, and I'm trying, right? We are pressing towards the mall for the prize of the high calling. We, we, we haven't arrived. If Paul didn't arrive, I know I'm not going to arrive, but I'm going to press. I'm going to forget those things behind. I'm going to press toward the mall for the high calling. And if you point out to me uh, where I'm disobedient to the word, then that, that's all I need. It doesn't matter who points it out. A team can point it out. A child can point it out. Say, so, uh, that, that's really not in the word. Oh, the word says this. And you're telling me this. Well, oh. So the first thing that we have to establish in any relationship is that the word of God is inerrant. Inerrant. We got to establish that because if the word of God is a standard, then if you think all of it is not true, we still don't have a basis for this good relationship. And so Minerva and I have established that. Our children, we have established that. Is it, it's without error. So if it's in here, you can bring it to my attention. Okay? The third one is that character is more important than gifting. Character is more important than gifting. I'm telling you, you got you got to hear me now. And for is my value. It's not it's not everybody's value, but it's mine. And it, it and it formulates everything that I do. And you say, well, well, surely you know that a talented person is needed. Sure, I do. Sure I do. I knew that in sports. But I'll cut a talented person and, and, I'll, and I will I'll keep a less talented person because of their character, because of their attitude. I'll do that. I did it. And I'll do it. And it doesn't matter with me because in, I found out in the body of Christ, everybody is gifted. Everybody. So while I'm going to be in awe about your gift, 
Or why are you going to be in awe about my gift? You should be in awe about my character. Right? I should be in awe about your character. Because we're about trying to establish the character of Christ. That's, what, that's why we were born again. To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's what my Bible says. So therefore, if you think because, well, you know, I've come in and, and I've been, you know, the summa cum loom or the, or the this magna cum boom, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, you know, sure, I love to have this great giver, you know. They make a million dollars a month, you know. Sure, I would love to have uh, someone in the congregation like that. But not if they're going they're, they're gonna to be destroying the church. Because it's God's bride. Can't do that. Well, you know, don't you understand what he can pay off the mortgage? <laughs> well, let's keep the mortgage, you know? You know, let's keep it because God's bride is more important. Right? More important. Nobody, no, no matter what your gifting would be. You see? So you have to know that's important to me. And see, if you don't make that, if you don't know that, See, you, you try to, and it's been done in the years before, especially when, I, when, when this administration first started. People try to, well, you know, if I don't like, you know, if this don't change, I mean, uh, uh, we're going to just go somewhere else, you know? See, you're crossing over a line. <laughs> you know, you're crossing over a line when you start threatening. You know that, don't you? You, you start crossing over a line, you see? Because the only thing I said, well, you know, we, we hope that you... Um, wouldn't do that because we, we think that God can, can do mighty things through you, but if that's what you want to do, I can't stop you. you know? Because we want everybody, and we want people to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Uh, so, but I can't keep people, can we? Can't hold people hostage. One was that the Intimacy with Jesus Christ. Two. Three. Four. Fruitfulness. 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 Now, what does that mean? Uh, Lee Grieva was an elder when, when, when we first started, and, and uh, he helped me. I said, uh, this, is, this is the value. Walking the talk. Walking the talk. He said, well, that's, <laughs> that's good, but it's, that's not in the scripture. <laughs> I said, okay. Fruitfulness. He said that. He, he said, fruitfulness is it. I said, okay. Let's call it fruitfulness. And then I put in parentheses, walking the talk. You know? <laughs> Be- because there's plenty of people who talk a good game. Come on. We all talk a good game. We got all the Christian, you know, ease and stuff. Because um, we don't read through the Bible five times, you know, and, and we, we know the scripture or whatever. And um, I say fruitfulness is number four. Because you can know it all like the Pharisees. What is that going to do? The Pharisees... No more than, knew more than any of us about the word of God. They just didn't know the word. <laughs> they didn't know God. You see what I'm saying? And so, therefore, you know, it's one of those things that, that my goodness gracious, if you're not going to walk the talk, then it's going to hurt our being light out in the world because we're supposed to be light. We're supposed to be salt. In the world, they, they don't want to, for, for us to have all these Tracks being passed around on Sunday when you go out to eat, and then you don't leave a tip. Come on. People who are waitresses said that's one of the worst days of their, uh, really, a week is on Sunday when these Christians come from church. They don't make no money. Isn't that sad? That's sad. You know, and then they leave a track. So... And you wonder, why don't they want to come to church? Right? You can't get in the, in the, in the, 
uh, copper room and, and, and the lunch room at work and talk about the boss and, and talk about the coworkers and, and all like that, and then invite them to, you know, open Christmas open house. They don't want to come to church. They have people say, well, you know, um, I, I've been to churches. I'm going to try your church, but, but I'm going to tell you one thing. If, I, if they are talking about each other in that church, you can forget it. I'm leaving. I'm not coming back because I've been to church like that, and that's why I haven't been coming to church, but I'm going to try yours. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Do we talk about each other in this church? Yeah. I'm talking somebody who's in, in our body now. Years ago, that's what they said. See, we have to walk the talk. The last one value is that the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. That's important to me. And so if you know that, it'll avoid asking questions or making statements or accusations that, well, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in speaking the tongue? Do you believe in the gifts for the day? Do you believe in, it's on the website, right? It's on the website. It's important to me. It's important. Because we have demons. We have Satan. We have an enemy. We have principalities, powers, rules of doctrine, spiritual wisdom, heavenly places. I can't see them. You can't either. But the Holy Spirit can. And you're going to tell me you don't believe? You don't, you don't want nothing to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? Because... Somebody told you it passed away. So it avoid that. But see, if you don't know me, you wouldn't even think that. And also, you wouldn't ask questions like, well, you know, if the, is this church a church where people going to be swinging some chandeliers? And are they going to be like this and rolling in the floor, you know, and all this kind of stuff? Like, well, see, you got to go back to a value. The word of God is a standard. So if the word of God is a standard, is that in the word? If it's not in the word, then, of course, make sure we didn't put chandeliers up anyway. So, you know, you got that. Even though, Susan, I know, and people, we were thinking about it. In, in, in the lobby, really. The lobby was, was big, you know, we said, it's, it's elegant, so uh, let's put a chandelier up there. And we, actually, we have money in the budget for a chandelier, really. But it just costs too much money after we put the ceiling up to, to get one of these big cranes and then take some of the ceiling out and go up there to anchor it and put um, electric all the way up there to put a chandelier there. And we also figured that, who wants a chandelier? Nobody's going to swing on it anyway. So who wants it? <laughs> well, we still had the money in the budget, Joe. We still had the money, some money in the budget for the chandelier. Okay? Now, why is that important? Why is what? Because we had a guest speaker come uh, last Sunday, didn't we? And, 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 and so he came because I asked him to come. And, and so he, he said some things, you know. And um, uh, people had questions. And I said, well, huh, they had questions. That's good. Okay. Uh, but then I said, well, some people are concerned. Concerned about what? Uh, whether we're going to change this, whether we're going to change that. Yeah, we're going to change. I told you we're going to change some things. You better be glad we're going to change some things. <laughs> I guarantee you. Okay? Because some things, don't, some things don't work right. Some things need updating. Is that correct? So we got to change some things. At some point in time, you, you'll see uh, a TV out in the lobby, uh, and it'll be a closed circuit one. Uh, it's been in my heart to do it, but I just didn't have the finances to do it. So that when you come in, it'll be the announcements and things will be rolling, things like that. We're going to do live streaming in, uh, on the Internet. So we have, we have our audio there. We have the notes on the, on, on, on the website, but we don't have visual on, on, on the website. We change things. We have a, 
we have a, a, a church Facebook. And I would never have had a ch- church Facebook, okay? But I had a person say, hey, Don, don't say, hey, man, hey, I have a church face- Facebook. Now, is it going to be one of these gospels and people don't? No, it's going to be cool. I said, do it, brother. Do it. You know? That's a change. You see? That's a change. This back wall is kind of, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'm glad it's not on tape. I'm glad it's on tape. You didn't have a microphone, see? Somebody, for the tape purpose, somebody says boring, okay? says boring, okay? We, I'll tell you what, we'll put a picture of you up there. How about that? <laughs> see how many darts get thrown up there, you know? <laughs> but that's going to be a change, right? And see, my mentor, he was just throwing out suggestions. And see, my mentor is my mentor. And he's, he's a great man of God, you know? He's a great man of God. And so, see, but you don't know him. You don't know him, so therefore you're wondering about things. And uh, uh, he comes, he offers suggestions, but then he said, well, you know, whatever y'all want to do, I'm just trying to help. If you don't want me to help, I won't even come. It doesn't bother me. You got plenty of things to do. So I haven't even talked to the elders about anything that he said. So what you going to be concerned about? Right? If you know me, if you know Sam, if you know John, if you know Chad, what are you going to be concerned about? Right? But now if you don't know us, you might be concerned. Okay. We've been here, uh, phew, my goodness grace, boy, my goodness gracious, a long time in this church. A long time. And this church is not, <laughs> this church is not going to, change to something that is not scripture it's not going to change why because scripture is a value the word of God is a standard number what two two you see what I'm trying to help you with so that's how we try to work things in here and that's what you how you have to work it in your home that's how you have to work it on your job you know, it'll, it'll, it'll avoid you from, from uh, grieving the Holy Spirit, let's say. Grieving the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit gets grieved when it's not unity. Do you understand that? It says it in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. Because it's a unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. He wants to keep it. That's a scripture. It's a scripture. So if we say, well, huh, uh, I believe I'm a, I, I, I've got some concerns, so I'm going to call over here and I'm going to talk to brother so-and-so and tell him that what was said from the pulpit Sunday, I wasn't pleased, and what did he think? You don't want to do that because it's not what? Scripture, is it? It's not scripture. Humility is part of the character of Christ. Do you know that? And we don't want to be so proud that we think we know everything. Because the more that you learn about this word, the more you're going to know, man, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. You see? Because wisdom, wisdom will tell you Let's look at it in, in, in James, chapter 3. Let's look at wisdom. Because, see, wisdom is a great word, and it helps us to avoid being puffed up. Being puffed up is in Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 1, knowledge puffs up. But charity, or let's say love, Edifies. It, it edifies. It builds up. Love builds up people. It does. Knowledge puffs people up. And I was the, the puffiest puff puff that you had ever seen. Really. In my younger days. Really. People didn't want to be around me. Special leaders. 
because I thought I knew everything. I mean, I knew the word of God. And any time it didn't come to I said, look, this is not in the world, man. What y'all doing? Man? They don't want to be around me. Because I get around and I ask them, hey, what you reading in the word? Are you having a devotion time? I mean, what you doing? Just give me some reports. They, they didn't want to sit around me. Wasn't wisdom. You see what I'm saying? Wasn't wisdom. I don't do that now. God has shown me how ignorant I was. Really. I want to have wisdom. I want to know what to say, when to say it, who to say it. I want to be led by the Spirit. I want to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. That's what I want to be. Okay? So when you look at James chapter 3, if I get to this thing, in James chapter 3, it'll tell us about wisdom, chapter, uh, verse 13. It'll tell us that who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show up with a good behavior in his deeds with gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant as proud. And so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not, does not come from down from above, but is earthy. It, it, it's natural. It's demonic. Some versions said devilish. Satan is in there. For where jealousy, and, and, and another word for self-ambition is, is like strife. You don't want to call it strife. Where it exists, there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. You need to memorize that. Then peaceable, gentle, reasonable. Do you know a reasonable person is easy to be entreated? A, a, a reasonable person it's easy to be persuaded. A reasonable person, you don't have to drag them, you see? That's a reasonable person. And I know we wish our children were like that sometimes. They're reasonable, you know? Go to bed. Yes, mother. Oh, yes, I'm so happy that you said that. I'm going, you know? Yeah, I know we wish they were, they were reasonable. Full of mercy. Full of mercy. Some of us don't have much mercy. Some of us don't have much. But surely you understand that God is merciful. Surely you understand from Genesis Revelation. I mean, even in the tabernacle, we had a mercy seat. Right? Oh, man. Thank God for mercy. But some of us, we don't have no mercy, boy. We just, boy, we just, phew, we just, I mean, my goodness gracious. I used to be that way. No more. Because I know I want. I want to have mercy, so I need to sow mercy. <laughs> you know, I start learning how to apply the scriptures better. Unwavering, without hypocrisy, and the seed whose fruit is righteousness, that seed is sown in peace by those who make peace. That's what God wants. That's what God wants. And so that's, that's the third word, peace. God wants peace. He says that's wisdom from above. It's peaceful. If you are not causing peace, then you are causing disorder. Okay? You don't want to do that. It takes people to help you be that. I need help be. That's why I have a mentor. I need help to be wise. That's why my wife, I gave her permission, speak into my life. Speak it. You know, don't hold back. Tell me. I'm going to grip my teeth, I'm going to bite my lip, and you know, I'm going to you know, just roll my eyes, I'm going to do all that kind of stuff. You just tell me, though. Tell me, because I, I need to hear it. And I tell the elders the same thing. They t tell me. They know they can tell me anything. But I did have to tell them one time, don't call a meeting just before I, I go in the pulpit to speak and they, to tell me things that are hurtful. You know, they said, well, I thought this would be, help. I thought it would, I thought it would help you, not hurt you. You know, I said, come on, man. You know, come on. Wait till I, wait till I come down from the pulpit, get home, get relaxed. <laughs> you know, don't, don't soon I step off this platform and tell me, hey, you know, that word you spoke right there, man, you know, don't do that to somebody. You know, that's not godly. It's not godly because remember that... <laughs> Uh, that, that, that love edifies, doesn't it? 
verified. Okay. So, but then at the right place, right time, they say, hey, we want to uh, have a meeting. And I, I know what's up when, 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 when Sam said, I'm, uh, me and John are going to come over, I'm going to pick him up. I said, oh, Lord, he's going to pick John up. So that means that he gonna, they're going to get together, and, and, and I'm, glad, I'm glad Chad lives way down. They can't pick him up. They can't pick him up, you know. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but I receive it. I mean, hey, that, that's, what, that's what they're there for, to tell me, because I'm not, I miss it. You see what I'm saying? I miss it. Don't you miss it sometimes? Okay, all right. Just want to make sure. And so what we have to realize is that, that we have to have this knowledge, wisdom. You got to have it. Peace. And then the vision. I said we're going to speak a full word. Vision. The vision is in Matthew. The vision is in Matthew. You say, well, what's, what's the vision? Matthew 28. Oh, you know the vision. Come on. You know the vision that he's given us, right? Now, the vision of the church, four things you're supposed to be doing, four things in the vision. The big word is connected, right? So we know we're supposed to be connected. To God, is he important? Is he should be the first one to be connected to? Yeah, to God. To the body, right? Now, we're going to measure that. We, we, we measure. We say, how you going to be connected to God? Be in a life group. Be in a life group. Be in a, be in a life group. Why do you think we have groups on Sunday morning? It's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Why do you think we have groups? Because I care for you. I care for you. I want you to not have another night if you don't want another night to be able to come to church on Sunday, and fulfill those four things that within our vision. Be connected to God, come to church service, be here every, every Sunday unless you're out of town, and praise God that we had a worship team to try to lead us into the praise and adoration of God. We have Jesus Christ. So that I'm, I'm in the midst. I'm going to praise you in the midst of the congregation. He says, I'm going to praise you, Father, in the midst of the congregation. We want to be uh, connected to God. And that's the only way we can, uh, we can really monitor that. But I go a little further because I try to have accountability to those people who are close enough to me. H- how are you doing in your devotional time? How are you doing in your walking, your fruitfulness? How are you doing in your character? All those type of things. We try to do that. So, so we, 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 we take it a little further. Uh, but for as the congregation is concerned, we just be connected to God. Now, we know who's in, the, in, 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 that, in that group over there, in those two groups. I know who's in my group. I know who's in John's group. I know who's in Sam's group. See? I know who's in the Ed Wallace group. So that means that if, I, if we ask you, that, hey, God has called us to do four things. He wants us to be connected to him. He wants us to be connected to the body. He wants us to be connected to a ministry. Are you connected to a ministry? We, he, wants a, oh, he wants deacons. They're just servants, right? Everybody's servants. He wants you serving. Being part of a ministry. Do something. Do something. Be a part of a, in that. And then we want you to be connected to the world. We want you to reach out. Reach out. Disciple people. Love on people. Those are four things. That's the vision of Cornerstone. Our process is a vision. That it is. It's a vision. That's the process. When people come in, we get them into the body. We get them in a life group. We get them in a ministry. We have them reaching out. And in the meantime, what we want to do is what it says in Matthew. You should be there now, 28. He said, go into all the world and do what? Okay, preach to God. Make disciples, didn't he? That's what my 19 said. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples, make disciples, make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So that's what we need to be doing. So are we weakening some of those areas? Absolutely. Absolutely. So are we going to stay the same? Do you want to stay stagnant? Do you want to be like a pawn? 
that, you know, get that green stuff on it? Why? It's no outflow. It's no inflow. Right? I want to be like a, you know, like a river. You know, don't you? You want to be like something that's, something's coming into it, something's going out of it. You see? It's, it's, it, don't you want to be like that? It's not static. You don't see no green stuff. You know, something's flowing, it's moving. That, that, that's what we want. That's what we want to do. So change is, is necessary. What are we going to change? I don't know. You know? Okay, I, how can I answer you? When a minister just suggested some things to me, he said, I mean, he suggested before Saturday, of course, I, I know what he was suggesting because he's suggesting a, a lot of things. You know? uh, and, and some things, all he does is just throw things out there. He just throws things out there for me. Uh, and, and so he, it's up to me whether to take it or not. Really. Let me give you an example of, of what type of person he is. He's a great, great man. He said, um, you know the stage you have? Oh, I think you need to tear it down and lower it, except for the baptistry over there. I said, oh, yeah? He said, yep. I, would. I had that thought. I'm just throwing it out there. You probably, I know you think I'm crazy. I'm just throwing it out there. Now, I said, no. No, 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 no. The only person that's, now, if I stood up here, now, do you realize, if I stood up here to teach, do you realize how high I'll be standing? You see what I'm saying? To teach you. And now, some churches, when I was in, 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 uh, in Uganda, Africa, I was hiding this because they had a ladder. They had a little, it was an Episcopal church. And you, you're up in the air, and you're the great man of God, and you're looking down on the, <laughs> I didn't know that the, I didn't know the stage was going to be this high because um, the baptistry, I didn't think about it. I know we didn't have enough money to have it, so I was thinking about this portable one, like Believer's Fellowship. I was thinking about this portable one. And then I was in this church. I was looking at a church over here when I was on vacation. And I said, where is the baptist? He said, in, right, right under the, I said, right under there. I said, oh, that's a good idea. So I came back and I asked Brent uh, Stratton. I said, hey, can we put a baptist there? He said, you're just in time, boy, because we got a foundation right here. We're getting ready to bring these trucks in. He said, you sure you want one? I said, yep. Okay, so he said, okay, I'm going to order one, and I'm going to have a plumber put it on the plumber, and I'm going to put it there. And he put it. But, but see, I didn't ask the man, what did y'all have to do to do to get that thing there? They had to dig down and make it low enough so that it won't be so high. I didn't think about that. Right? Okay, so uh, number one, they weren't going to dig anyway because it's too late to dig. They already done dug. I mean, you got big piles of dirt back there. They, they, they got to... They got all the stakes down. They got all, all the strings. They got everything smooth. And, and re- they're ready to pull the rocks. They're ready to do all that. They're not digging nothing. But I said, I want a baptistry so we can uh, at least be able to baptize somebody, right? So now, uh, so what we did, so put it in there, man. Put it in there. And then Jan Gelzo called me. He said, hey, do you realize how high that stage is? He said, you mean to take that thing down? I said, man, I'm not taking nothing down, you know, because it's, uh, it's up there. I mean, this is up there. He said, well, you in problems, boy, because you're going to, man, nobody want to see you standing way up there like that. And I came here one day, Minerva and I, and I looked up there, and I had Minerva get on a little uh, bucket right there to sit down because there wasn't nothing in here. But, and I said, what do you think, like, what do you think, Minerva? She said, get down. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> get out, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, I said, Minerva, how are we going to do this thing? Talk to other people. How are we going to do this thing, you know? And some people started uh, give him some ideas, you know. I said, I, I said Brent, how's it, how, if we did this right here, what do you think? He said, I'll talk to the carpenters. It's, 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 man, it's going to be costly. Are you ready to pay for it? I said, I'll pay for it, man, because I can't stand up there. That's how my wife told me not to get up there no more. I said, okay, all right. You know? <laughs> so, now, how, how many of you know that you need to test things with your mate? Right? Now, don't be foolish now, okay? Test some things, see? I didn't ask Sam, see, because he'll say, yeah, bro, you look good, you know? <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, so we drew this thing out. The carpenters came. They, they lowered, they cut it, and they lowered things, and they put steps up there. And uh, uh, John Abbasua said, hey, look, I, I, man, I'll, I'll do this thing, man. I'll make this thing look good, good these steps look good. I said, okay, man, you do this thing, man. And, and, and everybody thought that, man, boy, I tell you, 
Boy, that was a, that, that was a great idea, man. Y'all designed that stage like that. Man, all of it was by mistake. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious, you know. But all I'm trying to say is that I don't know everything we're going to do. I, don't, I got to pass it by the elders. I said, and now, when, 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 when my mentor said, well, you know, tear it down, I know I won't tear the stage down. No, I won't tear it down. And so do you think, some of you don't know, my mentor is, he doesn't, <laughs> we're not a denominational type of thing that, you know, the big wigs come in and they kind of tell you what to do and you got to do it. That's not the way, that's not the way we operate in Grace Churches International. Change is coming in there too because they we're going to change the name, you know, from Grace to, to, um, to Impact Ministries. So, so it's going to change. But all he does is just offer suggestions. And then I, I, Take it to the elders and say, what y'all think about this? What you think about that? And we mull around, you know, and, and things like that. And we pray about things. And we say, okay, uh, we like this, but no, 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 we don't like this, you know. Uh, some things, I, I, I care about the word of God. That's what I care about, okay? I really care about that. And so, it, like he said, well, you know, some people are changing lights. You know, this is out of date, you know. Uh, well, I'm not changing no lights. It costs too much money. I mean, we don't pay for that. You know, so I'm not turning it down. Now, suppose somebody said, you know what, brother, well, I'll give you the money, and we'll get somebody to take this thing down. They'll have it done in a week. we have the tools down. we have our dimmers on this thing, and we can put smoke up there so when you step up, man, you know, your smoke <laughs> be coming up, you know. <laughs> uh, see, now, does it fit in with the vision and with what I, I, how I am? No, we're not going to have no smoke. Now, when the youth come up, we can have smoke come over them, you know, because, you know, they youth, you know, they, they want smoke, you know. Uh, but but we're going <laughs> to have no smoke uh, coming up. And it's not an entertainment thing, okay? This is church. <laughs> this is church, see? So, so we can't do that, all right? Uh, uh, but, you're gonna, but see, what you're going to have to do is trust us. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to know us. You're going to have to trust us. Uh, don't, no, don't be or busy about calling people and saying, well, you know what, so-and-so, do you know what, he came in, he said this, and he said that. I, I tell people, I said, look, you got two buckets, two buckets. I want you to imagine it's a bucket here and a bucket here. Every time somebody come to you with some information that you didn't solicit, guess what, guess what he said on Sunday? Guess what our sister had on, you know? And guess what? She didn't even speak to me. Just a, you got two buckets. One has gasoline in it and one has water. Okay? Now, what you need to do is look at the word of God and you need to say, I'm going to throw water on that. I'm not going to feed this thing into a blaze. I'm going to throw some water on this thing. And all you had to say, look, you know, what Sister Sue had on? That's Sister Sue. Let's talk about the Word of God. Let's talk about what you, you know, you're getting from God. What is God saying to you? Let's change the subject, you see? Because the color of this back wall, the color of any walls, the color, the, the lights, the, the anything is just cosmetics. It doesn't have anything to do with the Word of God. If we change it, we change it. If we don't, we don't. In the scheme of things, what does it matter? Right? It doesn't matter. But I'm interested in you walking the word of God out. That's all I'm interested in doing. Because I want you to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And we are a body. We got to keep unity. And, and if, if you're waiting for me to tell you, say, well, which one of those things that he tell? Well, what about, uh, he said, are we going to be sickle sensitive now? You know, are we going to be, well, what's sickle sensitive? What's your definition? He said, well, Bill Hobbs, he has a sense of the church. Uh, I mean, I'm not Bill Hobbs. He was doing this way back uh, when Blue Ridge was formed. And they, are, they, 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 they were patting after them. Great church. Blue Ridge is a great church. Yeah? Great church. They're doing great and mighty things. Uh, so is uh, Thomas Road Baptist Church. Doing great and mighty things. We're neither one of them. We're cornerstone. And so, therefore, what we have to do is be what God has called us to be. Okay? And it, I hope you're going to be sensitive to, to somebody who comes in. 
Because that, that's why we uh, change it, like my mentor say. You, do you realize how long y'all greeted on Sunday, this past Sunday? The Sunday, and this is when he was here. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on five, five minutes was on the thing. He says, 10 minutes. What do you think a visitor or guest is doing in 10 whole minutes and they don't know anybody? Y'all sitting around there, walking around, just talking and just having fun. And I was, I mean, I was talking to people, I was, and I was talking about things I shouldn't have been talking about, you know, because I was, uh, uh, we were talking about, um, <laughs> we were talking about, well, you know, what's your gift? You know, you want to, we, we have something for you, you know, we, we can take this. Uh, da, da. We were doing all I was doing, it, and that wasn't the time for that. Uh, and so, is that what we want to do? Because do we want somebody sitting there, nobody talking to them, and the time just ticking up? Five minutes. Six minutes, seven minutes. And you, somebody greeted them the first two minutes, but it's seven minutes left. Does it need to change? Yeah, that needs to change. I, I, I didn't even think about it. So uh, today I said, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna be back in three minutes. And five minutes automatically came up there, and then I think it changed it. And then I don't know who's supposed to call back. But I, told, I asked, hey, Virgil, call them back. Let's go. Because I want to, that was a change today. Do you think that's a bad change? No, it's not a bad change. Yeah? And if you do, then try going to a church where nobody knows you, you don't know anybody, and you just sit there and get ignored for 10 minutes. You see? That's not a, a good feeling. Okay? So things like that, you know, he suggested, I, I value that. I said, man, I, I didn't even realize that thing, you know. So um, you said, well, did you all pray? Did you pray about that before you changed that? Did you talk to the elders about that? Nope, didn't have to talk to the elders about that uh, because I care about people. I want to be sensitive to the guests who are coming in, whether they're saved or unsaved. Don't you want to be sensitive in that way? Now, we're not going so far as being sensitive that, that well, they don't want me to say the name of Jesus, you know. Well, they can go right back out the door. And I mean, we're going to talk about Jesus. Well, we're not going to raise our hands. We're going to raise our hands. Whatever the Bible, we're going we're gonna to do it in the proper order. We're going to do it, okay? So be at peace. Be at peace. And if you're not at peace, then, then pray and ask God because Philippians 4, 4 through 9 will tell you about peace, right? He'll tell you what to do to have peace. Pray. And then give it to him. Then think all those things of pure, honest, good report, having good virtue, having praise, thinking all those things. It'll happen. Okay? So I wanted to give you that message today that you can take to your homes because your home should be in order. It shouldn't be chaos. It should be order. It should be love flowing. It shouldn't be people talking about one another. Take it to your job. Take it to your relatives. Take it to your employment. Bring it to the church and society. This message can be used for all those things. And so whatever uh, the elders decide to change, blame it on them. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we, we're going to have fun in this body. Uh, somebody said, well, hey, they said this. People always been trying to split this body. I'm serious. This is, it's crazy. You cannot split this body. I don't care who you are because the elders are in one accord. They are in one accord. The only time you have church splits is when you have an elder who want to be an Absalom. That's the only time you have church splits. Okay? And we're going to have one of those. Okay? I, I, I know how to choose leaders. I mean, that's not going to happen because I, cause we, we take a long time and we pray. We have a prayer team praying. And, and so um, by the time we get ready to uh, put an elder in, some of them done dropped out there. Oh, because it's so long. So your character going to show in longevity. Okay? Ask Chad how long did it take him. You know? he, how long do you think Chad's been here? About 10 so years? He's been here a long time. We had to watch you. Right? Right, we do. Is it important? It's important. Because God cares about you. We care about you. We're not going to have somebody come in here and just tear you apart. 
We're not going to do that. Okay, let's stand. If there's anyone here today uh, that you say, you know, I, have, I haven't given my life to Jesus Christ yet. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. And we don't want to embarrass you or anything, but we would like to pray for you. Uh, if you just raise your hand, put it back down, and we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Anybody here that you say, I have not, never given my life to Jesus Christ, I would like to do that today. Is anybody here like that? Is anybody here today that you strayed away from the things of God? You gave your life to Christ before, but uh, you know you just haven't been living it. You've been just a chameleon. You've been out there camouflaged, blending in with the world. And you say, "I want to come back. I'm like the prodigal son. I want to come back." If that's you, just raise your hand and put it back down. We'd like to pray for you. Anyone like that here today? If there's anyone here today said, you know, I, I want to be what you said in the message. I want to be stable. I don't want to be tossed to and fro by just every wind or everything somebody says. It gets me all riled up, you know, and, and all concerned about stuff I don't need to be concerned about. Would you pray for me? 